0: Hello,
1: my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Let's go ahead and open up our Bibles today to Matthew chapter number 10, and we are begin reading in verses 11 through 15 today. Matthew chapter 10, uh, verses 11 through 15. 15. And into whatsoever city or town ye shall gather, inquire who in it is worthy, and there abide till ye go thence. And when ye come into a house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words when you depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet." Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Let's go ahead and go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do come before you and do ask that you would go before us today, that you would open our eyes to see and our ears to hear and our hearts to understand the things that you have for us. Lord, I pray that you'd meet the needs of everyone that is listening today, that Father, you'd be glorified in and through their situations, Lord. Father, just thank you for your goodness, Lord. Thank you for all that you do for us. We lift up our country to you. We lift up just just the problems, the issues, the struggles, Lord, the division. Ask, Father, that you would have your will and your way in those things and show us, give us wisdom in how we are to respond and what our part is. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't waste your time. They were not to waste their time on people who rejected their message. And we see, he tells them in whatever city you go into, you know, see if it's worthy. If it's worthy, abide there. And when you come to a house, bless it. But if the, And if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it's not worthy, don't let your peace <laughs> be on it. And whoever doesn't receive you, they don't listen to your words. When you depart out of that city, shake the dust off your feet, keep on going. Because eventually it'll be more tolerable for the day for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah for that city in the day of judgment. Some of the apostles did just that. For example, in Acts chapter number 13 and verse number 50, it says, but the, but the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women, the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coast. But they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came unto Iconium. So they did just that. They left the city. They, they, they shook the dust off their feet and they went to somebody else. And we also see in Acts chapter number 18 and verse number six. And when they opposed themselves and blasphemed, he shook his raiment and said unto them, your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean from henceforth. I will go to the Gentiles. And of course, that is the Apostle Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles. Don't waste your time on people who were going to reject the gospel of the kingdom message was what the Lord was saying to them here. And then he says in verse number 16, behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves so here we have a word of caution they were to keep their eyes open they were to keep their ears open they were to be cautious because they were heading out completely penniless and would need to depend upon the graciousness of others he said you need to be careful careful keep your eyes and your ears open and then he says in verse number 17 but beware of men Boy, ain't that the truth. <laughs> Had an old pastor tell me one time, that your pastoring would be easy if it wasn't for people. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. In other words, I'm going to use it when they bring you up before the kings and the governors to bring a testimony of, against them. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you will speak, for it shall be given to you in that same hour what ye shall speak, for it is not ye that speak, but the spirit of your father which speaketh in you. Now, this is not a justification for poor study and preparation, but it is a promise for strength, for guidance. When that time comes, C.H. Spurgeon used to say a call to ministry is a call to prepare. Um. I heard a story one time of three pastors sitting around the table and one was saying, you know, well, you know what? I prepare my sermons a year in advance. I've got all my series. I know what I'm going to teach. I know what they're coming up. The next pastor said, well, you know, I just teach line by line, line by line, chapter by chapter, verse by verse through the Bible. So if I stop here, I start there in the next service. So I know where I'm going. Third pastor said, well, i got a question. What do you fellas do during the off Um, You know, a lot of sermons sound like they were prepared during the off this is not a justification for poor study and preparation, but it is a promise for strength and guidance when that time does come. I heard the story of a young preacher. who took a church and the parsonage, you know, where the pastor lived was right next door to the church and he preached his first sermon, you know, and the folks were like, well, you know, that really wasn't all we expected it to be. And um, then, you know, a couple several weeks go by and he's still preaching sermons that are kind of. Yeah, not what the people thought they should be. So finally, they asked him, they said, preacher, when do you write these sermons, he said, uh, during my walk from the house to the church. So the next week, the deacons bought him a new house about 50 miles away. A call to ministry is a call to prepare. We do our part and trust Jesus to do his part. 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We need to study ourselves approved unto God so that we're not ashamed but when we're able to rightly divide the word of truth. And so many churches today, there's so much poor preaching out there as a path. You know, I have a son, I have two boys that are in music and for one of them particularly, he really struggles in listening to to music when he goes to another church and he visits because he hears every single mistake as a worship leader, as a guitarist and as a vocal. He can tell when they came in too late. He can tell when they're off key. He can tell when they're confused on the stage. And it and it almost disables him uh, to be able to worship God. You know, well, I find myself that way sometimes too as a pastor and a preacher a student of the word of god i can pick up very quickly when a pastor is getting off course or when a pastor says something that yeah, well you know that might be a good application but that's a pretty poor interpretation of the verse actually probably the most um i'm not going to say terrifying but certainly one of the more serious times that i get to speak is when i'm speaking in front of other pastors because I know that they have a, a very uh, astute ear and uh, I want to make sure that I am clearly interpreting the scripture so that I can clearly give a proper application of the scriptures and not twist them or rest them. As the Bible says, we are to study to show ourselves approved unto God workmen that need not to be ashamed because we're rightly dividing the word of truth. We're going to run across a verse here in just a minute about pray that, um, I see, it's down toward the end, but when we get to it, we're going to see how people, it talks about, um, what exactly is the verse? It's a verse about, yeah, he that endureth unto the end shall be saved when we get down in verse number 22. Now, I can't tell you how many preachers will immediately jump uh, to the believer being able to lose his salvation in regards to that verse. That verse, my friend, has absolutely nothing to do with the church of Jesus Christ. Nothing to do with it. He is interpreting the verse incorrectly. Therefore, he is making a wrong application of that verse. Jesus said in John 14:26, "But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you." You see, brothers and sisters, our mind is like a hard drive. It's like data retrieval. In order for you to retrieve the data, the data must to have been restored in order for you to remember something. You have to first place it in storage. In order to retrieve it, you must have already saved it. You can't go back and pull something that's not there. Okay. You can't retrieve what hasn't been saved. So in verses 17 through 20, he's talking about strength and guidance. When they deliver you up, when you go out penniless, um, he said, you just need to remember they're going to deliver you up to councils. They're going to beat you in the synagogues. They're going to bring you for governors. And Kings, and notice what he says, for my sake, because of me. But it will be a testimony against them because I'm going to speak to you speak to through you to them and in verse 21 and the brother shall deliver up the brother to death and the father the child and the children shall raise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death and ye shall be hated for all men for my sake but he that endureth to the end shall be saved you remember we said that but when they persecute you in this city flee to another one For verily I say unto you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel to the son of man become a lot of harm done with misinterpretation of these verses. The extent of their persecution as they go out would not only be from their families, but it would be from city to city. Why? Because Jesus knew that the message that they were bringing, which is the gospel of the kingdom, that Jesus is the Messiah, that he's coming to fulfill the Davidic and the Abrahamic covenants. He's coming to establish his kingdom upon earth was going to be divisive. And it was going to come at a cost. And he says, he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Again, many people look at this verse as a pr- to prove that you can lose your salvation. This verse has absolutely nothing to do with the issue of salvation. The gospel had not even been preached yet. There was no death, burial, and resurrection. There was no church. It was an encouragement to those who would most likely pay the ultimate sacrifice for their obedience. He that endureth to the end shall be saved. That's what this verse has to do with those that would pay the ultimate price for bringing the gospel of the kingdom to the house of Israel, thus enduring to the end. And then notice another part of this verse that can be controversial. Ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the son of man be come. Now this statement has one of two meanings, one of two, either the Lord really meant that he would return to this earth before his disciples had made it through the cities of Israel which obviously that be not the case. The disciples are dead and gone. That would have made Jesus a liar. Or it means that he will be bringing judgment against these cities before they were able to make it into every city in Israel. I believe that judgment came in 70 AD at the hands of Titus Vespasian, thus fulfilling What Jesus is saying here, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel until the son of man be come. I believe that's what he is referring to there. And then in verse 24, the disciple is not above his master. And we'll get into that next week. Don't have time this week. uh, But I do pray that uh, uh, you remember always that the Lord loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good. Got a few more comments I do want to make on uh, that last verse, she shall not have gone over the cities of Israel to the son of man become, but we'll talk about that next time. God bless you folks. Have a great one.